good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to our first real episode of the Commuters Podcast. In case you missed it earlier, my name is Emilise, but you can call me any one of a dozen things just so long as it's not Becca, because that sounds absolutely nothing like Emilise. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning, uh, Tuesday mid-morning, more like. I'm on my way to work, which starts at noon, which is fantastic. The sun is outside and it's shining bright. There's blue skies, hardly a cloud in sight. And it's a bit chilly because it's autumn time. That's the way it gets around here. It'll be chilly till about one, two o'clock, at which point it'll heat up to about 65, maybe 70 degrees if we're lucky. And you won't need a coat, but you might want to consider a long sleeve. And then it'll drop right back down to super duper cold. Meanwhile, the air conditioning's still running in work, which is super duper fun. Which is why you definitely want to wear a long sleeve to work. Uh, I've never done this before. I've always thought about it, starting a podcast. And doing it on my way to work is just a great time to do it. Because like I said, I've got a 45 minute commute. Commuting, huh? It's funny how many people have to... Some of this farmland hasn't been worked in forever. So 
some of this farmland has become grazing land. Excuse me. Excuse me again. Some of this has become farmland. Some of this has become grazing land for people who own horses. And it's just quite funny. It gives it like this suburban yet country feel. Something I never thought of as weird. But in truth, it's probably very strange. Huh. Funny. I do love the beauty of the area I've grown up in. It's called the Flathead Valley, but it's really more like a bowl. On every single side, there's large mountains. Well, not every single side. To the east side of us, the, the mountains aren't so huge. <laughs> but to the north and to the west, the mountains are very large. And although you can't really see them to the south, the Mission Mountains are very, very large. You gotta go over a pass just to get to the next town down. It's not super high elevation. There's definitely places with a lot higher elevation. But when you go to the top of the mountains, you can look out and you can see all the way into Canada. In fact, on a super clear day, you can probably see all the way into Canada from our little valley. We don't live but two hours away from the Canadian border. Speaking of commuting, I've got a friend, a co-worker. She commutes all the way from Eureka, which is that two hour away from us town right on the edge of the Canadian border. Well, it's not two hours, I guess. I guess she says it's more like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. But, I mean, I'm used to, I usually drive up there at a leisurely pace, so I think of it as a two hour drive. It's a very long drive, is the point. It's crazy what she does to get to work. But hey, it's where she can get work. I mean, Eureka is just a tiny, tiny town. And uh, I don't know what they pay their workers, but if I had to guess, I would say it's minimum wage. At least down here in the valley, you can get a job starting at $13 an hour, if you know where to look. Uh, driving by some of this farmland, some of this ranch land, it's crazy. It's crazy because I just get so used to seeing it. And I'm thinking, I can remember when there wasn't this many houses out here. I can remember when I saw a lot more of wildlife, and I'm thinking I'm so used to this farmland, but is it going to stay? It's a great question, isn't it? Oh, man. I'm talking a lot about scenery. You know, beauty of land is so subjective sometimes, you know? Because I think Montana is absolutely gorgeous, or at least the area I live in is beautiful. I've got mountains, I've got clear blue skies, I've got forests, I've got grass and flowers. It's all quite beautiful in my opinion. But I know people who come out here and they're not so huge fans of the, the forests and the mountains and they don't think it's so beautiful. They much prefer something sandy, 
with a view of the ocean, which is also quite beautiful. It's quite funny, the state of Montana. Montana, in case you didn't know, is that actually said as Mont- shouldn't actually be said as Montana. It should be said as Montana. Which is uh, Spanish for mountains. Aptly named, seeing as how, like, the whole east side of our, um, east side of our state is in the Rocky Mountains. Hence the reason the name Montana. But the whole west side of our state is a lot of flatland. A lot, a lot of flatland. It's crazy. You know, I said that in reverse, actually, because because it's the east side of Montana that's flatland, and the west side of Montana that's got mountains on it. Wow. Directionally challenged much? But yeah, no, east Montana, it's, it's a lot of flatland. I used to go over there once every fall uh, for different reasons, and, um, there's a lot of flatland. There's a lot of, like, gullies and stuff, too. And so, you know, you can you can get some good hiking in because, you know, you got to hike up over onto these ridges and you're down into another gully. But, I mean, you could look for miles and see absolutely no rises or falls of, you know, mountains or even hills. It's, it's quite crazy. talking to myself. Maybe I am talking to myself. Hopefully I'm talking to all of you who are listening. Whoever that you may be. I'm not sure if this is even going to be my first podcast. I'm just getting a feel for talking while I'm driving. My goodness. I should apologize in advance in case road rage ever overtakes me and you hear me yelling at a car in front of me. Uh, uh, I know everybody dislikes bad drivers and everyone's got an opinion on what a bad driver is, but it sure seems up here in Montana we got some crazy drivers. Some crazy drivers. I mean, for example, the road that I drive most of the way to get into town is... Uh, it go is a speed limit of 65, 70 miles an hour. Depending on road conditions and time of day, you may or may not go that fast. And so, me, on a bright sunny day like today, normally would be driving about 65. Currently, I'm, I'm stopped at a red light at, the se- at this intersection. But, but I would be going 65. And there's these all kinds of little side roads that connect to the main road from from who knows where, from other places and from little farms and stuff. And you would be surprised how many people see you coming. You know, you're going 65, 70 miles an hour and they definitely do not have good room to pull out in front of you and get going up to 65, 70 miles an hour. But they pull out in front of you anyway. And so here you are, ruining your brakes and your tires, slamming on the brakes, trying not to hit these people. 
only for them to go 45 in front of you the rest of the way. Like, come on, guys. I know there was no one behind me. You could have pulled out after me. It would have saved you, what, two minutes? It would have saved me a whole lot of pain. Ugh. So annoying. So hard. The other thing that drives me nuts is I'm not by no means a slow driver. Unless it's in the middle of winter. We get some pretty crazy icy snowy roads up here and and I fully believe in being very, very precautious when it comes to the surrounding weather because black ice is no joke. And so in the middle of wintertime, I'll go slow. But when the roads are clear, I'm by no means a slow driver. I'm going 70 and I probably shouldn't admit this to podcasts, but I've been known to go 75, maybe 80 when I'm in a rush on the highway. So here's me going either the speed limit or maybe even a little over the speed limit and I'll get people that pass me and don't just pass me a little bit, pass me a lot. Go right by me. I'm going, the hell? How fast are you going? Are you going 90, 100 miles an hour? Like, I mean, yeah, I might occasionally go 80 miles an hour and it's not good, but I also know it's not good and I don't do it very often, mostly when I'm running behind because I slept through my alarm. Don't do it on a regular basis, but you seem perfectly comfortable pulling all fast and furious, which just terrifies me. That makes me angry at the same time because, like, what are you doing? You're going over the speed limit in an area that's known to have cars pull out in front of people who are going the speed limit, much less over the speed limit. And, you know, we also have lots of wildlife that are crossing the roads, lots of children that are playing along the side of the road, and, and you're going to go 100 miles? Okay. Real smart move there, buddy. Drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Another thing that might occasionally come up is if I'm trying to pass somebody. Because, you know, you'll get these people, they're going... 35 miles an hour. It's a clear day, sunny skies, nothing on the road. And me, I want to drive the speed limit. And so I go to pass them. But you're going to pass them and you've got your foot on the accelerator and you look down and you realize you're going 65 miles an hour, but you haven't passed them yet. Because they don't want you to pass them. Because as soon as you start passing them, they sped up. Like, excuse you. And so, you know, you're ended up, you end up being forced to go back behind him again because of uncommon traffic. And what do they do? They slow back down to their 45, 40 miles an hour. And you're like, that's rude as hell. That is rude as hell. Those kinds of people really drive me nuts because, like, I'm sorry, what are you doing? I mean, I get if you didn't realize you were going super duper, you were going super duper slow, and then I pass you, and you look at your speedometer, and you're like, "Oh, oops, I'm going slow. Maybe I should speed up." And you speed up to them, but but I'm trying to pass you, so you speed up so I can't pass you, and then when I don't pass you, you slow back down. What 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 are you trying to do? What 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 is the point? What is the point? Don't don't be that person. If you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, "Ah, I've done that before," don't be that person. That person's really rude. On top of that, a person puts people's lives in danger. Because, you see, we're passing you legally when it's open, when we know we have space to go at the speed you're going. So you speed up, and suddenly we can't pass you. Now we have to make a choice. And maybe 
maybe the person behind us, you know, sped up to get right behind you so they can be the next person to pass you. Now we have nowhere to go. We can't go back behind you and we can't go in front of you because you won't let us. And now you're going to cause wreck. It's rude. It's not okay. You don't, don't be that person. Either go the speed limit or go under the speed limit. Don't go under the speed limit. Speed up when people try to pass you and then slow back down again. Because that's just dangerous. Don't do that. So here I am, getting close to town. I'm not quite in town yet, but I'm pretty darn close. We start to see the traffic pick up a little bit, and there's now there's like lots of different roads that all kind of lead to the same place, depending on the route you want to take. I like to take this little side road because it just avoids all the unnecessarily red light, green light games that you gotta play. Not a lot of our lights in Kalispell are timed, so, you know, you'll be sitting at the one red light, and it'll be go green, and you'll go. As soon as that line turned green, the next one ahead of you turned red, so, you know, either you hit all the lights just right, so you got them all when they're green, and you're able to speed through, or you hit them all wrong, where the one turns green, and the next one turns red. So I just take this little side road because then I only really have to deal with two lights. And they're in no way timed or based on each other. And they're far enough away that it doesn't really matter. <coughs> it's funny to think. I can remember when there really was only two ways into Kalispell. A lot of things have changed. I've grown up here my entire life. I currently work at the Walmart, which is down by the Costco, which is down past the college, and on the way to Whitefish. You know, we used to be a gravel pit. And before that, we were practicing yard for the college. Because up here, logging is a sport. So, there's these logging competitions that the boys get involved in, and well, the boys used to get involved in, and now boys and girls get involved in. And so, we'd have practicing yards. It'd be like, How fast can you chop down this pole? How fast can you cut up this pole? Can you climb and chop and climb and chop? Logging's a real sport. <clears throat> and we used to be a practice yard. And I remember when there was nothing out where we are currently but the college and then slowly things started to pop up hospital was in and then the athletic center went in next to the hospital and, and then you know a bunch of little different health related places popped up around the hospital and then more health related places popped up around the hospital and then, and then businesses went wait if we build down there, then we can get all the business from the people going to the health-related places and the hospitals. So little businesses start popping up little restaurants and stuff. And then I don't remember who built out there first. If it was the Home Depot or the Walmart. I think it was the Home Depot. Home Depot built out there on the gravel pit. Because, you know, it was big enough. They could come in, they could build their giant lot... And they could have their giant back lot for 
you know, extra lumber and extra inventory and all that jazz. So the Home Depot built out there. And then, of course, because the Home Depot built out there, Lowe's had to build out there because Lowe's and Home Depot got to build themselves right next to each other. They can't be on opposite sides of the town. They got to build themselves right next to each other. And then the Walmart went in. I think the Walmart was next. Walmart used to be down in Evergreen. It's now a U-Haul. We moved out of that place because it was just too small. So we went, so the Walmart went in next. And then after the Walmart came the little strip mall. It's got a Bed Bath & Beyond and a Ross and a used to be a Barnes & Noble, but now it's a Natural Grocers. It's got a Best Buy and a Target, TJ Maxx. And across from that went in first the Pier 1, which is now out of business, sadly. And then went in the Dollar Store. I think it was a Dollar Store, but now it's the Dollar Tree. And then other little strip mall areas went in. IHOP went in. A couple of different you know, places that you can just rent out for businesses. And then the Costco went in. And that was really mostly what was being built out there. And then about six years back, people were like, why'd we stop building out there? We can build more out there by the Walmart. So now we got all kinds of businesses out there. Businesses that, you know, I only used to see on TVs or, you know, used to see when I drove up to Spokane for a weekend. We got donut shops, we got, we got restaurants like Panera, we got all kinds of things out here. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. How much this town has changed in the last two decades since I've been alive. And it's one of those slow changes, you know? Or like you don't think about it it's just you know something pops up here something pops up there something moves out of there moves into here and then next thing you know you know you're sitting down and you're looking at old pictures of yourself around Kalispell and you're like realizing like holy crap so much has changed so much has changed it's insane it's funny because We've had Costco and Walmart out here for a very long time, but the Walmart used to be down on the other side of town, you know, it was like five minutes from, from the main road that I take to get to town. It was just drive past the Super One, drive past these other little gas station places, and then voila, Walmart was on your left. But now Walmart's way on the other side of town and it's also on your left but it's way on the other side of town and now I gotta take an alternate route to get there Costco Costco used to be like way farther out actually Costco used to be out down by the airport which is um, on this silly road I really don't know what the point of this road is but it's just a straight road that heads from you know, the beginning of Kalispell out to this Blue Moon Bar, which is like centrally located between Whitefish and Columbia Falls, but the Blue Moon's like the end of the road. I don't understand the point of that road, but I call it the airport road because the airport's out there and 
Costco used to be out there, but now it's like a, a semi-tool or something, and Costco moved itself in here into Kalispell, which is smart if you think about it. Driving by the Home Depot now. Uh, you know, I didn't really think they could develop it out here much more. I was thinking, you know, got the we got the, the, the housing on the one side of the river, and then we got the us on the other side of the river. And there's a little land between us and the river, but you know, what you gonna do with it? It's the land between us and the river. Like, I mean. I guess not a lot of people know this because they ain't grown up here, but we sometimes get real bad flooding. So I didn't think they would do anything with that land between us and the river. Oh, nope, I was wrong. They're putting in residential areas now. It's crazy. It is crazy what people will come up with and what people will do. I got about 20 minutes before I go to work, so I'm going to go get myself a coffee. There's lots of little different places around here to get coffee. Not a whole ton of them I like, to be honest. You know, you got our usual. We got a couple of Starbucks in the area. I'm not a fan of Starbucks. Their coffee tastes really, really burnt. Really, really disgusting. Blech top of that I'm not a fan of their principles I mean I knew this guy once he was sending a care package to his brother across the I think he was in Iraq at the time so he goes in and he's buying some coffee in bulk for his brother and his and his army buddies who are across the across the sea to send this care package and the manager from Starbucks goes hey you're buying in bulk what you up to he says I'm sending a care package to my brother who's, you know, in the army and he's he's across the way fighting. And then the manager of Starbucks says, oh, well, we can't sell this to you. And he's like, what? I'm buying it. Like, why can't you sell it to me? He's like, we don't want our product across the seas. We don't want our product involved in the morale boosting of the army people. And it's just like, All right, what? What? Yeah. Not a huge fan of Starbucks. Uh, we got various little coffee shops around town. The most common one that most people talk about and really, really love is Copper Mountain Coffee. Copper Mountain Coffee is a very fast-growing business, and they've got some good drinks, but in my opinion, they're also overpriced. Like, a lot overpriced. Like medium is like six dollars like what what why would a medium latte be six dollars that doesn't make any sense and then after Coulter Mountain Coffee or Copper Mountain Coffee there's uh there's a uh, City Brew City Brew is also kind of a, a local place um 
its aesthetics and like how it's set up is very similar to the uh, Starbucks in town, but I like it a lot better. For one, they don't burn their coffee, so it doesn't taste absolutely disgusting. Uh, <laughs> for two, um, they're actually generous and they're not against, you know, people buying things to send to relatives, whatever they're doing. So, I do like that place. I like to go there when I'm studying for school and stuff because they got good coffee, they've got good Wi-Fi, and I can sit in there for hours on end and they'll, they'll be just fine with that and they'll let me do it. Like I said, there's other various little coffee shops around town that I've been to, but where I'm currently going to get my coffee is Panera. I am actually thoroughly surprised at how good Panera's coffee is, for starters. I'm a coffee critic, I'm a coffee snob almost you could say. Um, when I make my own coffee at home, I like my French press. I like all the schmancy things that make schmancy coffee so schmancy. And it's fantastic, and, and that's how I like my coffee, so I consider myself a coffee snob. But, uh... Panera has this unlimited coffee subscription for $8.99 a month. And I was like, hmm, sounds interesting. I'll give it a shot. And so I ordered myself a nice coffee and oh my goodness, is it delicious. I mean, most of the time when you order yourself coffee, it's got to have milk, possibly sugar in it. I mean milk for sure, but sugar's sugar's a, sugar's a optional, depending on where you get it. I mean, for example, if you go to Starbucks, you absolutely have to get sugar. <laughs> but I was thoroughly surprised by the fact that I did not have to doctor up their iced coffee at all. At all. And what's more is you can get two free coffees a day for $8.99 a month basically pays for itself inside of two days. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, so now I'm sitting at this Panera. I've put in my curbside coffee order. And soon enough, someone will bring me the coffee. Because I've already tapped them here. And that's what they do. Because they're super nice and super awesome like that. Well, well, I think I've run out of things to talk about right at the moment, so I am going to sign off. I hope you all are, are having a wonderful, fantastic, beautiful, healthy day. Bye! Hello, everyone, and welcome to my second part of my first day of trying out this podcast. I listened back to my other recording, and there seemed to be some background noise. So right now, I am trying to record through my headphones. I have a lovely pair of headphones given to me with my Samsung phone that I bought. I got it on a super cheap sale, and I got it with my Best Buy credit card, and so I got it for um, zero APR, so long as I pay it off within 18 months. 
a goal which I am almost very close to completing and um, it's been only three months so that's really awesome and I'm really happy about that Um, I'm not actually commuting right at the moment I'm just on my way to the gas station to get gas my car occasionally apparently thinks it needs gas to survive so (laughs) we are on our way to the gas station because it started digging at me this morning low gas low gas i need more fuel technology is so needy i always laugh at these videos and these movies about how technology is going to take over the world but let me tell you something technology is probably more than likely not going to take over the world because even if it had artificial intelligence how is it gonna fix itself? It doesn't even know how to deal when you're running more than two apps at a time on a simple phone. It goes all ugh, ugh, can't compute a shutdown mode when really you're just like, oh, for crying out loud. So I really have a hard time believing that technology is ever going to take over the world. I have now arrived at the gas station. So, I shall be ending this very quick recording and getting my needy car some much needed fuel.